You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the show. It's a weekend recap edition, recapping BYU's latest victory. Where did the Cougars check in in the national polls, if you didn't know already? Number 15 in both of them. We'll talk about that, as well as how much higher they might potentially rise in those national polls. So there's a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. Your guys' reaction to the game, as well as BYU's meteoric rise in the national rankings. So a fun podcast ahead, and it's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, our good friends over at Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On. Save yourself $10 on your next order. It's a great way to save yourself some money on the best tasting protein bars on the market. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 5th, 2020. is first and goal. Ball spotted just inside the 10. Algier in. Wilson faked it to him and keeps it. Zach Wilson, the speed, and he dives for the end zone. Touchdown. Anthony looking downfield over the top. He's got a man open. He floated it up, though, and the pass is intercepted. Troy Warner there to make the interception. First and 10, Cougars under center again with the play fake. Wilson in the pocket, throws over the top, and it is caught in the end zone. What a throw. Touchdown. Carter Wheat, the third tight end for BYU. What a throw. Play fake. Toward the end zone. That's another knife right there for the touchdown. Split the defense. There aren't a whole lot of quarterbacks across the country that can make that throw. And Zach Wilson just showed you exactly how good he actually is. I formation under center. Second to goal. Play fake. Wilson rolling and he'll just cut it and walk in for the touchdown. There's a weakness in his game. Somebody needs to... Send it to me because I can't find it. Pressure and Wilson recognized it. Streaks straight up the middle. Still spinning. Dives for the end zone. Touchdown. What a great run. His third rushing touchdown of the game. And that one took some skill. We are watching one of the best college football players in the country. There you go. Some of the calls from the ESPN broadcast of BYU's latest win. The Cougars improved to 3-0 on the season after beating Louisiana Tech 45-14, folks. I'm telling you what, as we start off this show, BYU is a fantastic, fantastic football team. We'll break more of that down here in just a minute. But thanks again for joining us. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, in my day job. And a big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. All right, guys. BYU beats Louisiana Tech 45-14. to And I have to say extremely impressed with how BYU went about doing things. And the nice part is BYU just seems to handle things in a business-like approach at this point. Obviously, they still have to beat the teams put in front of them. This week, it'll be UT San Antonio. The opening line on that game, based on what I saw, 33 points. They're expecting BYU to put a hurt on the Roadrunners when they come to Provo this coming Saturday. But enough time to break that down later on this week. Let's talk a little bit about what we learned from Louisiana Tech. First things first... Zach Wilson 
is a superstar in the making, folks. And I mean that with every hyperbole I can muster because he is looking just so dynamic and everything he is doing, it is marvelous to see. He set the completion records in BYU football history with either a minimum of 20 attempts or 25 attempts as he went 24 of 26. That's a healthy 94.5% of his completions in that game. Just a marvelous outing for that young man. 325 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Oh, and he also added three rushing touchdowns in this win. I'm telling you what, folks, Zach Wilson is becoming a national sensation. The national media is glomming onto this young buck. The guys I work with at the Locked On Podcast Network, I continue to get messages throughout games saying, Jake, who is this kid? What's his story? Because many of them aren't fully aware of where he came from, etc. I'm just telling them, he's a hometown kid who has made good on everything he could possibly do, and he's doing it in a BYU uniform. It is so much fun to track what he is doing. He was named as the Walter Camp National Offensive Player of the Week. It's the fourth time since 2004 that a BYU player has earned that honor. It's the first time, I believe, since Max Hall won that award. It's the last time that somebody won it in BYU history. So just fantastic to see what he's doing. He's leading the nation in completion percentage with 84.5% of his completions. He's number two in yards per attempt with 13.37 yards per attempt. Pass efficiency is number two, 221.85. And the number three in overall points responsible for pass plus rush, 66 points. The funny thing about this is Zach Wilson has 11 touchdowns on the season, six passing, five rushing. That equals the number of incompletions on the season for him. He is 60 of 71. I'm telling you, folks, this is a young man who is really becoming a star right before our eyes. I know last week I said that we should lay off on the Heisman hope. Here's the thing. uh, The Heisman hype, I guess I should say. Here's the thing. It's only going to get louder from here. And the tough part is, is how do you, I guess, slow it down? I don't know that you can, honestly. I don't know if you can slow it down at this point. And that's the tough part about it. I hope that it doesn't go to Zach's head. He strikes me as the young man that won't let it go to his head. But at some point, all of the noise that what I'm talking about is all the people around you talking about you and what you're doing in a BYU uniform and everything, it's going to get to you. I think the key is now for BYU to approach things as they always talk about week by week, day by day. And I think Zach Wilson's got the right mentality. He talked about it after the game on Saturday night. Well, let's let you hear a little bit about that. Here you go. Zach Wilson talking about what he expects from himself and his teammates as they move forward. Yeah, you know, we take it one day at a time, one game at a time. And, you know, now we're practicing for UTSA this next week. They're a great team. We can't take anything for granted. We can't think we're anything yet. We're only three games in. And, you know, we've done a great job up to this point, but it really means nothing yet. So no one's going to get complacent. No one's going to look into the future and talk about what ifs. But we're just going to try and get it done every single day in practice. Zach may be telling people not to look forward and prognosticate ahead, etc. But you know what? Simple fact of the matter is, is he's going to have a lot of people looking forward for him. This is a young man who's got all the talent in the world. And I really like what he's showing so far this season. BYU is beating up on lesser competition, as I tweeted on Saturday night. They absolutely are. Louisiana Tech, UT San Antonio this week. These are teams who are not on the same level as BYU as a football program. The most impressive thing about this is, though, BYU refuses to let these lesser teams hang around. 
There was one shaky moment it felt like in Louisiana Tech game where they felt like, okay, maybe BYU is faltering a bit here. And then Troy Warner goes and gets a pretty big interception that I think completely flipped the script once again, and BYU was right back in control. Even then, BYU might have still been in control of this game. They are dominating their opposition, and that is why they have moved up to number 15 in the rankings nationally. Yesterday, the AP poll, the Associated Press Top 25 poll, the one I put more, uh, I guess, weight into because these are media members who watch the game versus the coaches poll where it's a SID or a coach who kind of just slaps something together and sends it off to USA Today. But nonetheless, both of the national polls have BYU checking in at number 15 nationally. In the AP, AP poll, excuse me, Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman has BYU as high as number seven. Guys like Brick McMurphy have BYU just on the periphery at number 11 of the top 10. Well, the funny thing is Bill Connolly from ESPN, he has BYU ranked at number four. He has them in his college football playoff field today as part of what they're doing on ESPN to break down what they're expecting to see from the college football playoff. There is a ton of national hype coming in for BYU. There's no doubt about it. The biggest thing at this point is is managing that as a staff for the BYU coaching staff, as players, the quote, don't drink the poison from Eric Mateos, I'm fond of quoting as he broke that news to us on the podcast last year. It's absolutely the truth. BYU is rolling, folks. I don't see them facing a stiff challenge until Boise State. I will add myself one caveat here. I don't know what to make of Houston quite yet, honestly. I I haven't seen enough from Houston. Well, actually, nobody's seen anything from Houston, honestly. They haven't played a game yet. They're supposed to play a game this week. Hopefully that will be played, and then their next game would be BYU at home a week from this Friday. So I just look at this, and I think it's a big opportunity for BYU. I honestly think the expectation right now for the Cougars should be to be, what, 7-0, 8-0 by the time the Boise State game comes around? I think that would be... 7-0, 8-0. I don't know. I'm having a hard time keeping track of all these games. But the good news is BYU has added multiple games. I don't know we didn't get to talk about this much because it came out on Friday. But as I said, BYU and San Diego State was going to take place. Felt like just a couple hours after I posted that podcast, the news came out. And BYU will play San Diego State in Provo on December 12th. That game will be a cold one. But nonetheless, the good news is the hype is rolling in for BYU. Kirk Herbstreet from ESPN has BYU as his number six team in his college football playoff rankings. I'm telling you, folks, there is a ton of hype out there, and there's a ton of haters as well. We see you, Utah fans. Absolutely. The Utah fans are having a field day with this. They're just wondering what exactly is going to knock BYU off their pedestal the way they see it. And to be honest with you, folks, I'm not sure there's much that can knock BYU off that pedestal right now. The only thing I think BYU could do is to trip all over themselves and have just a horrific loss to one of these teams like a UTSA, a Houston, a Texas State, whatever it might be. I think the good news is, if you listen to what Zach Wilson's talking about, we can't believe we're anything yet. He is not buying into the hype, or at least he's saying he's not buying into the hype, and I hope all of his teammates are buying into that same philosophy. I can't guarantee all of them are, But I think the biggest thing is you just go out there day by day if you're the BYU football program and handle business as best you possibly can. All right, we'll get to some of your guys' reaction to BYU being ranked number 15 in the national polls, as well as getting some of the thoughts from the post game that I had you guys tweet in as well. Some fun thoughts from you guys. You guys will have your voice heard here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. We talk a lot about this company, but they are the best tasting protein bars in the market. 
and I mean that. I have loved every bit of my experience eating Built Bars and working with them. They're a phenomenal company. I encourage you guys to get them. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. They're the perfect treat for you, whether it's mid-afternoon, breakfast, whatever it might be. They're the perfect treat. Covered 100% natural chocolate. They have 18 different flavors. Whether you like peanut butter type flavors, chocolate flavors, fruit flavors, they've got a flavor for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about this company right now. That's BuiltBar.com. Make sure you when you get there, use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get $10 off your next order. It doesn't matter if you're a longtime customer like myself or someone who's just brand new and listening to this for the first time. $10 off your next order. It's a significant savings at BuiltBar.com. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On, get the best tasting protein bars, and thank us later. It is your time to shine, you the listeners. Of course, you guys that follow us on social media, you can follow the show on Facebook, on Instagram, or Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. Search us out. We're happy to be with you guys, posting video, links, all the different things to keep you updated with the show, as well as what we're doing here on the podcast. My personal Twitter feed as well, if you want to follow me there, weigh in with your thoughts. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. Love getting your guys' feedback, and let's let you guys sound off on what you guys had to talk about this. Our good friend Casey Finlinson at FinDaddy81, after the game on Friday night, he weighed in with three different thoughts of what he learned about BYU in this game. Number one, this wide receiver slash tight end group as a whole pass catching unit is one of the best I've ever seen. That's some pretty high praise because there's been some great tight end and wide receiver groups in BYU history. Casey thinks they're one of the best ever. Number two, it was good for BYU to be tested early and to respond the way they did. I completely agree with that, Casey. I think that's one of the overarching things in this game. They faced some adversity for the first time, I felt like, all season long. Louisiana Tech got that touchdown. felt like they had gained some momentum. BYU struggled on their ensuing drive. Gave the ball back to Louisiana Tech, who was moving the ball. And then all of a sudden, Troy Warner gets an interception. And it really just kind of think flipped the script once again and brought the momentum right back into BYU's lap. And they never relinquished it. And then finally... Oh, and Tyler Batty is a faster and TBD better version of Jan Jorgensen. Who? Casey, Tyler Batty, the freshman sensation who had three sacks in this game. He's now leading BYU officially on the season with four sacks overall. A better version of Jan Jorgensen at one time, the Mountain West Conference uh, career leader in sacks. I'm not sure the Saint himself, speaking of Jan Jorgensen, the former MMA fighter as well as BYU star, would take too kindly to thinking he's going to be replaced. But I have to tell you what, seeing what Tyler Batty's doing as a true freshman, let's remind folks of this. Of course, he's served a mission, et cetera, but he's a true freshman. He's already got four sacks on the season. He is showing multiple moves, the ability to go around the edge. I had a friend who covers recruiting here locally for another team ask me, Jake, what is the story with this Batty kid? And I said, honestly, he played at Pace in high school and he was out of the public eye. But when he went to camps like BYU's padded camp that he played in in high school, he showed out. He didn't play on a good high school team, but I'm telling you what, Tyler Batty might be one of the most impactful signees for BYU that we may look back on in the next five years. He is going to be, I think, one of the great pass rushers in BYU history. And Here's hoping he gets his opportunity to really show what he can do over the next coming weeks. I think he's going to move up and get more playing time the more he goes along, folks. He is a really, 
really good player. Uh, Matthew Detweiler, by the way, Matthew, a longtime listener guy we had on during the summer as part of our uh, Fan Friday edition of the podcast. He actually had the best prediction. I think, he, what was it, Matthew? Was it 49 to 17 is what you predicted? And 45 to 14. I think of all the predictions, I think you were the closest to it. So congratulations to you. We'll give you the crown there. Uh, he said that BYU is the most likely team to go on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, I may quibble with you on that because let's be honest, BYU's dancing is less a little bit something to be desired. But the nice part is, hey, when you're winning games, do all the dancing you want. They are having a ton of fun out there, and it's cool to see guys like Jason Ayu doing the Carlton on the sideline. You've got players just having the time of their life out there, folks. BYU's going to dance, and they're going to continue to dance so long as they're winning. I think the biggest thing is, is as long as they keep on putting up those W's, I don't think a single person is, compl- is going to complain about BYU dancing on the sideline. Some of your other reaction rolling in. We asked yesterday after BYU was moved up in the polls to number 15 nationally what we reaction to this was. I've, and also, could they move higher than that? What was the ceiling for BYU? Kevin Farns with a Kevin Farns on Twitter said, Sports media is in love with Zach Wilson. That will make up for the week's schedule as long as they keep winning. I think it can carry you a ways, Kevin. But I do worry, and I talked about this on the Locked On College Football Podcast. Yes, we do have a national Locked On College Football Podcast. You may not be aware of it. I was on the show today, so I'd encourage you guys, after you finish with this episode, finish this one first, then go listen to that. I joined Candace Cooper, and it was a great conversation about this. And we talked a little bit about the ceiling for BYU in the national rankings. Honestly, Kevin, I think my my ultimate fear is BYU gets the UCF treatment. And what I mean by that is UCF, what was it, two or three years ago, they went two straight regular seasons undefeated. They won a New Year's Six Bowl game and then finally lost a New Year's Six Bowl game. And in that entire run over two years, and I know that they claimed national championship at one point during this. We can leave that to the side. But during all of this, the national rankings never, I think, moved them higher than eighth in the country. I'm sad to say I feel like BYU may get a similar treatment if they continue to win and win at the clip they are doing so. Could I be wrong about that? I would hope to be wrong, but I don't know if I will be. So we'll see what happens. But I think the national cachet for BYU football, honestly, is bigger than UCF. It's bigger than Memphis. It's bigger than Cincinnati. Think of any of the darlings recently that have really flown up the national rankings. BYU has a national title and they are a national team. National media are taking note of BYU. Guys like Pete Thamel, Bruce Feldman, uh, I don't know, who else you want me to name? Just the biggest names of the biggest writers and the biggest personalities when it comes to this sport. They are tuning in and they are enjoying what they're seeing from the BYU football program. That is going to help BYU to continue to move up in the national rankings. It doesn't hurt when you go out and absolutely crush the competition in your playing. I think the national media understands the predicament BYU was put in. What was it? Just under two months ago, BYU had one FBS game on their schedule. I know they had two games on the schedule, but one of them was FCS team North Alabama. What BYU, what Tom Homo have done in putting together a schedule first off, but also going out there and having a spectacular season through three games, granted, to this point, they are absolutely crushing it, and it's fun to see them doing that. But Kevin, I, I agree with you. I think Kevin, I think Zach Wilson can help make up for the week's schedule, but I think there's only so much it can do. Other guys weighing in, our good friend Old School BYU, Satake and their staff have turned things around. You can see the effects of Tuiaki, Grimes, A-Rod, and others finally coming together. I completely agree with you on that, Old School. 
I think the biggest thing is, is reading into this, talking with people around uh, the BYU football program. And I think Pete Thamel wrote it best for Yahoo Sports. He wrote yesterday that he talked with Aaron Roderick and Aaron Roderick, BYU's passing game corner said, you know what? We're getting the payoff now of what we believed in these young guys three years ago. They sold Kalani Satake on the idea of, you know what? Let's let these young players go through their lumps, take those lumps early, and it'll pay off down the road. And boy, howdy, has it paid off. Because right now, BYU is number one in total offense in the country, like 518 yards or some such. This offense is rolling, folks. It has really come together. And there is an element to it that is the schedule and the opponents on BYU's slate But the biggest thing about this is BYU's absolutely crushing these teams. There are no questions about BYU's winning these games. They're just going out there and smoking these teams, and it's fun to see. All right, some other reaction rolling in here from you guys, and a big thank you to all of you. If I didn't get to your guys' comments, understand that I saw them all, and I appreciate you guys weighing in. We'll get to more of them uh, every game as we recap BYU's wins. One that comes in from Shea Smoot at Shea Smoot said, BYU is legit. Both sides of the ball are good. Their line play is awesome. QB play is almost flawless, which is a huge separator in college football. You're not kidding there, Shay. It is great to see BYU playing with a stellar quarterback. BYU, more so than many teams, and they have a difference maker at quarterback, it seems like the ceiling is the limit for them. And it's fun to see BYU getting their opportunity here to have a difference maker at quarterback once again. Zach Wilson, as I said in the open today's show, he is everything in a bag of chips. He is just so, so good. Other people weighing in. Uh, BYU dude at T-San Kids. Awesome game. Mark RK saying, we don't suck. You're not You're not wrong there. Tyler Slade sending me the clip of Mason Wake just running over Louisiana Tech's middle linebacker on the touchdown run. Or it should have been a touchdown run for Tyler Algier. I don't understand how they thought he stepped out of bounds because I saw no clear evidence of that. A couple other things for you real quick. Bruce F. Webster at BF Webster. BYU was a little bit sloppier tonight. Penalties, missed tackles, etc. I think they started off with a little bit less focus. This was their, quote, letdown game, as he said. And yet they won 45-14. to I think they'll tighten back up for the rest of the season. Let's hope you're right, Bruce. I think it's going to be a fun season ahead for the BYU football program. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. One final comment here before, actually two final comments before we get on here. Nate Slack, our good friend, Nate Slack 5, saying Carter Wheat catching a 50-50 ball over two dudes in the end zone was a highlight. Mason Wake hurtling a guy before running over four more. Returning a fumble on fourth for a TD before being called back for possibly the dumbest rule in the sport. This team is a whole lot of fun and is not going to lose. Nate's calling a shot, folks. He thinks BYU's going to run the table. I think he has an argument there after what we've seen so far this fall. And then finally, Chad Clough. Winning is fun. Simple as that. Just win, baby, and enjoy the wins. All right, more on what I took away from BYU after they dominated Louisiana Tech after rewatching the film one more time. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, tomorrow is giveaway day. Many of you have sent in your five-star ratings as well as your reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you continue to do so, you have today's your final day to do it. We're going to do a giveaway tomorrow. Throw your guys' names into a random generator and pick somebody to win some BYU Nike gear that I've got. If you'd like to be entered in to win that BYU Nike gear, send in your reviews now. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as well as a review, a sentence or two of what you like about the show, and you will be entered to win. Like I said, tomorrow we'll be picking a winner on tomorrow's podcast. So big thank you once again to all of you who have sent in your reviews already. 
And here may the odds be in your favor as we try and win you some BYU Nike gear. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch up once again on everything else I learned from BYU after I rewatch the film. That's coming up next right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. As we close out today's show, let's run down some of the things I took away after a second watching of the game, rewatching what happened in that Louisiana Tech win for BYU. First things first, and I know I tweeted this out during the game, but watching it again, Peyton Wilgar, folks, he is a stud at linebacker, and I call him a triple threat linebacker. His ability to play the run, rush the passer, and also play in coverage, it's incredible. At six foot three, 245 pounds, I don't know what the ceiling is for this young man, but he's only a sophomore, and he's already so, so good. It's good to see him out there. I think the unsung hero at, t- at not tight end, at linebacker for BYU is Keenan Peely. Keenan Peely is a sensation that I feel like nobody's talking about. Peyton Wilgar gets the headlines. Isaiah Kafusi has gotten some of the headlines. I think guys like Pepe Tonovasa even at points have gotten the headlines. But don't worry. Number 41 out there, Keenan Peely just kind of does his business behind the scenes and a little under the radar, but it's still good to see. And I think he is an unsung hero at that position. Other things uh, to keep an eye on or what I saw in this, I'm liking how BYU is mixing up formations. We saw early in this game, BYU putting tight ends split out wide with wide receivers in the slot. They can create mismatches, folks. They have the ability to do so. Guys like Carter Wheat, he's coming along nicely. It was good to see him get his first touchdown pass or first touchdown reception in that win. The BYU coaching staff has been very high on this young man. They felt like he was an underrated prospect coming in. And I'm not going to lie, folks. Looking at BYU's recruiting classes over the past couple of years, think of how many of these guys came in as more unheralded recruits that are really standing out. I'm really liking what BYU is doing in recruiting. Maybe you should give a little more credence to what BYU's done in their recruiting game, despite maybe the national ranking of their recruiting class not being so high. Some other things for you guys here that I took away. I know that that fourth down play where BYU, Gunnar Romney picked up the ball on fourth down with that fumble and returned it for a touchdown. It was called back. They call it the fumble ruski rule to avoid plays like that. I think there needs to be an allowance for a play like what happened with BYU. Zach Wilson threw no fault of his own, or maybe it was fault of his own, that he fumbled that ball. Well, Gunnar Romney should have every right to pick up that ball. It wasn't a play that BYU intended to fumble the ball on purpose and then advance it. I know the rule is written that only the person that fumbled the ball can advance it on fourth down, but it's just such one of those plays that makes you think, you know what, BYU should have an opportunity to return that ball, and it's just, man, it was so close. I felt like there should have been an allowance made there, but it's not written in the rules as it stands, so credit to the officials. They called it right, but I still think that play maybe needs to have an allowance written into it. I'm not guessing it will because I think it's so rare that something like that actually happens, but we'll see what happens in terms of seeing what that rule changes or maybe doesn't change in the future. Other things I took away from this game, uh, when you saw that play from Mason Wake where he hurdled the Louisiana Tech defender, four broken tackles, uh, two what I call dump trucks where he just ran over two dudes, and one hurdle on the play, and as I like to say, a partridge in a pear tree. A phenomenal, phenomenal play. Mason Wake is a weapon for BYU, and I'm glad to see him getting his opportunity out there on the field. And then final two things from me on this. I like seeing Joe Tukuafu at center, folks. He looked very good, and he was not rattled despite it being his first start. Uh, There were some concerns that maybe his snaps would be a little bit offline, and by and large, I think they were all pretty good in that game, Rewatching it. I think this is a guy, speaking of Tukuafu, if James Empey does decide to opt to go to the NFL after this coming season, or actually not this coming season, this season, 
Jotu Guafu, considering this year doesn't count, he could be your starting center for the next two seasons in a BYU uniform. Will it ultimately play out that way? Who knows? But he didn't look rattled at all, and that's a good sign for BYU. I know there was, there was some big concern for the Cougars considering who you would probably think to start at center without James Empey is Tristan Hodge, who is also out. So very much a third-string center in there. But Joe Tukuaf, who showed that he had the ability to play at a high level in this game, and it was good to see. And my final note for you guys on today's podcast is this. Tyler Batty is going to be a star for BYU. It's incredible to see what he's doing as a true freshman. Uh, Kalani Satake saying after the game, well, you know what? Let's let you hear Kalani Satake talk about Tyler Batty's potential, what he expects from him, and what he thinks of this young man. He's going to be really good. The hardest part about Tyler Batty is that I had to wait for his mission to be complete. And so really excited to get him back here. And, and he's got a lot of football ahead of him. Tough kid, raised really tough, just loves playing football and has energy. But Batty has been the guy that's been strong and been ready to roll from the very beginning. Really excited about him. So there you go. Kalani Sitake on his star pass rusher, his budding star pass rusher. I really, really like Tyler Batty. He has all of the skills. He's got the body, the frame to be an absolute sensation, I think, for BYU along that defensive line. And here's hoping he lives up to that, I think, limitless potential. I really do think he has got all of that available to him. We'll see what ultimately pans out in his career. But the early returns, four sacks through three games, Man, there's nothing this young man can't do, it feels like. And I'm, I'm excited to see him in a BYU uniform for years to come. Just like Kalani Satake, I think, honestly. All right, that'll do it for today's show. A big thank you once again to all of you who support this show each and every day. It's an absolute blast to be with you guys each and every day and talk BYU sports. Make sure to follow the show, like I said, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, or feel free to email the show anytime, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your day. Be safe out there, folks. Hope you're all doing well. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 5th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.